Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Woo-hoo, we're back. Welcome, hashtag real life listeners. As always, it's Abby. And it's Danielle. And we're excited for another guest episode. We have just been rocking and rolling with having amazing guests. And I can't wait to get to know and learn a little bit more about our guest today. Yes, yes. We, like we said before, I mean, we're falling into fall, you know, we're moving, mm-hmm. we're moving into new waters and all those things. And it's all about connecting and getting deeper connections with everyone and creating impacts. And like, we love doing that here on our podcast. And I was super, super excited because I got to connect with a new connection, Julie Lavia. I connected with her in our league. I know we talked about it on the last couple of podcasts about um, this networking group for them in. And it's been so exciting to connect and I'm super, super pumped because I also got to be a guest on Julie's podcast and she's a podcaster. She, you know, is in this digital marketing space and she wants to empower female entrepreneurs. And, you know, we're all about that empowerment over here. So we're super excited to have her on with us and we can't wait to chat with her about her her journey. So welcome to the podcast, Julie. Hi, Danielle and Abby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you at this time. Lovely late evening before I go yes. to bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like a perfect combo to then, okay, nap time. Love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where yeah. are you? I always like to know where people are calling in from. Yeah, where are you uh, located? I am in Montreal, Canada. Okay, okay. Following Canada, um, up north. <laughs> right? Up north. I spent a few years in Minnesota, so I, I kind of understand the north life, but I mean, <laughs> you're you're much more north <laughs> than Minnesota. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like the Canadians have like so much fun. I don't know. I just, I mean, I think we talked about it on our podcast about like all the cool Canadian like artists and everything. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like you guys get some, you guys have some good stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, it is a beautiful city, Montreal. It has that European feel to it, and uh, so like, if you don't, if you're someone who's wanting to go to Europe, you could just get a little taste of it coming to like coming to Montreal because we're all big on stru- uh, architecture, and you go to old Montreal and and old port, and it's like really beautiful. We have some nice touristy attractions if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, so. I gotta go. I gotta go. Never <laughs> yeah. been. You'll make it there one day. I will. I will. Julie, have you always been in Canada or like, did you grow up there? Were you born and raised there? Yeah, I have actually. Like my parents came like a long time ago from the Caribbeans, from St. Okay. Vincent. So um, they ended up setting, having a family and then I was the oldest and then I have a sister. So yeah, I've always been here all my life. And, I, you know, the whole point of me wanting to grow a business online was to have that more freedom and flexibility to start venturing out more and start exploring more cities and more countries and and I mean I love the Canadian life but you know I still like to see how other people live as well right so 
yeah so to answer your question i've always been here and i'm ready to go venture out <laughs> yes, yes. <Hey>. <laughs> we both value travel a lot and danielle has done way more than i have but yeah just to get out of your own bubble and especially us in america i feel like we definitely need to be more cultured and embrace other things because america definitely it feels like america likes to think it is uh it is the protagonist in everyone's story and we are not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys have been there all your lives as well, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Living in the good old Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Midwest small towns. Yep. <laughs> Remind so, me where you are. Uh, so I'm in uh, Des Moines, Iowa um, oh. now. So from central Iowa and and then I'm in Chicago. So, I mean, big city for me, but I mean, still small town Iowa is where I grew up as well. <laughs> oh, wow. So you guys already knew each other. Okay. Awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. we did. Yes. Our origin story is that we, we used to dance together. We were around each other in the college days and then, you know, kept our friendship blossoming going. And then we created this podcast together. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear dancing. The I know. know. Dancing in community, right? Building community and uh, getting out and meeting other people, like that, finding people who you connect with and vibe with. It's so important. Yeah. And I know, I know, Julie, like you had shared with me before that you are a little more like introverted. And so, like, I know with the fact of like you wanting to travel and obviously you being an older sibling and then like starting a business, like, how has that kind of like, how has that been? You know, how has you like went through that? I mean, it's not like something you go through, but I mean, like, how has that kind of been? <laughs> um, like how, like being an introvert or just, yep. uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, how do I start? So, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, there are a lot of us out there that are introverted and, but somebody like me who's had to overcome so much because uh, I was an introvert like growing up I um I, I should probably introduce myself a little better so I'm Julie as you know and I started off as a virtual assistant and then after I kind of pivoted a little bit to blog as blog coach which I still do on the side but like I found like I was more called into doing like digital marketing and visibility and the reason why and also I, I like to classify myself as a female empowerment advocate and the reason why I'm saying that is because um, all about voice, like especially somebody like me who grew up, I grew up neurodivergent. I, well, I shouldn't say I, I, I was, I still am neurodivergent. So I have like some mild autism and like uh, I'm, I'm also very introverted. And then like, growing up in school, it was hard to share my voice with people because I was very shy and I would, a lot of things happened in terms of like, uh, you know, being picked on and and, and everything. So um, I think that kind of just like gave me that, you know, made me be a stronger person and then also want to fight for other people just to share their voice as well, because it's very important when you, you know, for you to stand up for yourself and to stand up for what you believe in, because then, and especially if you're somebody who's got like a strong drive and you want to make a difference in this world, you you, you can't hold your voice back, right? So you really got to, um, so as an introvert, I kind of struggled with that for a long time. And then when I got into the online business space, I've started becoming more and more like, I guess, self-aware and more and more comfortable. I was 
going on different podcasts and I wrote articles for a couple of magazines. I like just getting my story out there so people would see me once and for all. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. So to be, I mean, I still struggle as an introvert, like I was saying, but uh, you know, you have to push yourself sometimes like just to really get what you want. Right. So, and especially if I'm going to be carrying the title of female empowerment advocate, I have to be standing my standing behind that. Right. So. Well, first, I just thank you for being open and vulnerable because I, I mean, I think that is really truly where we find our passion and purpose is from any struggles or anything that we've gone through growing up to then, you know, give back. And, and yeah, I can only, I mean, it seems like a, just the perfect meld of, yeah, finding your own voice and then yeah, wanting to also do that for, for others. And female empowerment advocate. I, I just, I'm repeating that over and over in my brain. That is just an awesome, like powerful statement. It, it, it does it, it has some oomph to it. So one thank you for sharing your story and uh, yeah, I can't wait to learn more, but <laughs> give you a new term. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I know so many people, like, obviously, since you started and blogging and everything, I know there's so many like misconceptions. I feel like with people thinking that blogging is dead or like it isn't a thing anymore like what's kind of like your take on that yeah it's that is a big debate to be honest with you like a lot of people think that blogging is dead and blogging is just a fad and a trend but in all honesty it's like something you got to really be consistent with it's something that you have to be patient with and it's not something you could just easily jump into right so we just uh like it's because you have to kind of know how to write a blog it's not I mean there are ways you can write in terms of like you know if you're writing a hobby blog just to you know get some followers and you just want to uh, put out your opinion but then there's also like blogging for business because you're trying to convert those readers into like warm leads right so um, I think people give up too soon on it I think that um, you really have to stick I know people are like all about wanting to make quick income these days like they want to monetize fast and blogging is like kind of a long game and you have to be very you know, you have to kind of like treat it with kid gloves kind of thing. So um, I just, I don't think blogging is dead. I think blogging is always going to be there. And, and I know a lot of people that do end up monetizing very well, but you have to have like a pretty good strategy on how to do it. And I mean, I teach people like how from A to Z, how to kind of like start and how to, how to like launch and then how to kind of make money or, but I haven't personally done it myself, but like, I, I like to bring people like, you know, kind of like from point A to point B. And then I'm just like, well, here are the strategies that I know and that, that seem to be working and you're just going to have to try it yourself. But I mean, that's definitely one thing, one strategy in your business, especially if you're an introvert as well. And you don't like to show up on camera and you don't like to be on social media then. And if you love to write and plan and organize and blogging is a good strategy as well to get yourself out there, if that helps. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was even going to ask too about, you know, is writing, right? Is that a creative outlet, a modality that you've always found really helpful uh, yeah. as a means to get your word out? Yeah, That's how I started too. Like I loved writing. I, I think when I was doing virtual assistant training and I was like, oh, I love content creation. I love to blog and I love to, you know, so that kind of took on a turn on its own. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a blog coach and I'm going to give this a shot. And I did try to like get people from point A to point B, but uh I felt compelled to like, you know, be, be a higher person, um, to teach more, you know what I mean? Like email marketing, uh, um, what else? Blo yeah, blogging, of course, social media, like everything that I picked up in my three years of, of being in this business. So 
you know, and visibility was very important. A lot of people struggled with visibility and especially showing their showing up on, on camera. Like that was a big struggle for me as well. So I'm trying to give back with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say definitely also like to piggyback off of what you're saying with the blogging thing, I think it's like, it's so amazing that writing is something that you really enjoy and like you help other people with, because that's also another way just in turn how, you know, you said at the very beginning, like you, you were struggling with finding your own voice. And so mm-hmm. I feel that blogging is definitely like the voice, uh, like, I don't know, platform in that way, if you will, because even though like I work in social media and I do, you know, Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, like all those things are so quick, you know, and it's only, you know, 60 seconds or five minutes or whatever. I think uh, YouTubing and blogging is like so cool because it's just, I feel like it gives so much more depth to people and it gives so much more of a voice in that way. Whereas other social media stuff is just kind of like a taste, you know? And so I think it makes that part a little harder, but I I give so much kudos to people who do blogging because it is, like you said, it is such a long game and it is, you know, really, truly like nailing down what you're going to talk about and what you want to say. And it's so cool. You know, you also have to remember too, that um, in this business, you're going to have your your ideal uh, clients or your ideal audience, like they're going to absorb their information differently. Some love to watch content, some love to read content or write it. Right. So you have to kind of be able to appeal like to like um, different um, types of content creation or I won't say appeal but to be able to test out different um, ways of like trying to like bring your your audience in different strategies so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to you but uh, yeah you know what I mean yeah oh <laughs> absolutely yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent right it's, it's also like it pushes uh it pushes you out of your comfort zone right like yes you may really enjoy one outlet or one way of getting your message across. But absolutely, if you want to expand your market, whomever you're either selling to or trying to, whether it's advertise or just even like reach, yeah, you're going to have to, uh, yeah, be creative and, and utilize different things. Danielle can speak. She's always trying to get me to do reels or do, uh, different video things. And I kind of like dig my heels in sometimes because I just, I do what I know. Okay. Like Instagram, I can just do a Canva post and be done. But Danielle is definitely, uh, challenges me in that way. So it's good. It's a good reminder. (laughs) Even for me too, like I've been trying to work with Instagram and, uh, I mean, I have, I have a good amount of followers, but I find like when I put content out there, it's not like the reach is not as strong as like when I'm on Facebook and I have my own Facebook community or in different Facebook groups that service business owners. So like I'm still trying to wrap my head around that too, but I don't want to get too crazy and be on so many different platforms because one thing I've learned is you have to, you know, find a platform that you like and stick with it and don't start trying like six different platforms, especially if you're just starting, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> you get really yeah. overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it's it's just one of those things too where like nothing has to be completely permanent either you know what I mean like you can you can blog for a while and then be like hey this isn't my thing you know and like totally pivot and do something completely different and like that's okay too you know what I mean or you can have you can have an account and do really great and then be like nah I'm just gonna blog now or something you know and so it's totally fine of like 
finding your seasons of when you want to be in things too. Cause I think that's another part that sometimes we stress a lot about is because we think like, oh my gosh, I started this. I have to, I have to finish it. I have to get it. I have to like make it bigger. I have to do all these things, but it's like, maybe this isn't your season for it right now. You know, like maybe pivot into something else. It's like lighting you up and then come back to it, you know? And I think that kind of goes back to like what you were saying with the blogging aspect too, is like so many people want to get the quick fix of the money and things like that. But it's like, maybe that's not the season for it. Like maybe what you're putting out like isn't, isn't the right time for it, but you need to like come back to it or something. Yeah. Cause I did have like a little blogging group and I was trying to get everybody into it, but like, and I would test the market to or test the group and say, Oh, would, would you like uh, um, like a membership or would you like um, I don't know, like um, accountability, uh, like to, you know, get your blogging on track. And some of them were just blatantly honest and said, now is not the time or I'm not ready to blog right now. And that type of thing. So I was like, okay, maybe let me just kind of push this on the side and then let me see what else uh, I could probably be of help, help or service to. So, and I know a lot of people struggle that like, oh my, like you said, people are like, oh my gosh, I, I chose this thing. I have to stick to it. But in your business, you're, you're pretty, pretty much allowed to make any decision that you want. And it's okay to, to test trial and error, different things until you find what, what you're good at. Right. So yeah, I'm still good at it, but I still, I'm interested in other areas as well. So yeah. I mean, like I have a blog that I started, I think when I moved to Chicago, (laughs) I like when I moved to Chicago and I think I probably have like seven entries in it. And I just like, I'll come back to it here and there and think like, I need to start this blog back up. I need to like figure this out. But I also think blogging is a lot. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can feel this as well with like in the podcasting space, because I know Abby and I had like different talks about this. And I know this was something that like drove me kind of insane is like, when you're doing blogging or even when you're doing podcasting, because you don't see anyone, like you're just looking at numbers, you know, you're just looking at numbers. You're not getting any gratification, I guess, in a sense, like no one's really talking back to you. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. So I feel, cause I feel like in social media, obviously you have the comment section, you know, people can get in your lives, like people can like your stories, all those things. And yes, that happens in podcasting, but it just happens very differently. So the same thing with blogging. I mean, you're writing a blog, you might've written like those seven blogs and maybe you get like, no one, you think no one's reading them because no one's made any comments. Like there's no hearts on them or anything. And you're like, okay, well, cool. Am I speaking to no one? Like, should I just keep doing this? And so it's that mental battle too, of, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing through that gratification, you know, like pushing through that, like validation that you're, you might be getting right away and knowing that, Hey, we can keep doing this, you know, like I mean, when we first started our podcast, yeah, we had a bunch of people listening and then we were like, oh, no one's listening. What's happening? You know, but, but we knew people were listening, but maybe people aren't telling you specifically. So you also have to get through that hurdle of the mindset of it all too. Yeah. And if you actually go on my website right now, Julie Christina creates, like I have a whole, it says I'm like a blogger. I, I, I'm a blog strat. I, I can do blog strategy calls. I can, you know, I have like several blogs there. I think and now, but like, I didn't really get the chance to like change the content and say, yeah, now I'm a digital marketer. But if people come across and say, I need a blog strategy, okay, no problem. But mm-hmm. even, but I think you have to find going what you're saying. Like, um, I started to put pinch, use Pinterest and have like idea pins and, and pins so I could start getting more awareness. And then I have to remember that when I'm going to be doing my email marketing uh, sequence, that I have to every now and then refer back to my blog, like, okay, 
mm-hmm. you know, getting that traction and, and that traffic because if you leave it sitting there on your website, it's like, who's going to know, right? Right. So mm-hmm. it's going to be like my, it's going to be like my blog that I had up since like 2000, whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay to try, like you said, it's okay to try things and, and switch gears and eventually come back. Um, well, I'm curious, Julie, you said that this was in the last couple of years that you have become this digital marketer, you know, worked with, um, on yeah, social media or with blogging, but I'm curious, what were you doing for a living or what was your journey to get to where you are? So what were you doing before this or, um, any schooling, any, any giant pivots from a different industry? I'm so curious. Okay. So I always like to say this as a... I use this as a fun fact every time I'm an hourly person when they say, what's a fun fact? I'm like, well, first of all, I've done, I've done so much schooling and I've gotten a couple of certificates and degrees, but I've never really worked with it in my life. So I started off with like art, media and theater and in college. And then I moved to human relations. And then after I did, um, I think special care counseling, which is like working with special needs, but I didn't finish that one. And then I did like hotel reception. So like I have like I'm well versed in different areas, but yeah. like I've always had like a job on the side, and I still work like full time. But right now, so I'm working full time in as a as a kitchen in in the um in the healthcare system. But I'm like a general kitchen person anyway. It, it's good money and it, the benefits are, are pretty good, so can't complain, right? Yeah. So I have that yeah. right now, and then I'm I'm trying to grow my business on the side. But I guess what pivoted my journey to like wanting to be in the online space was. I just wanted like, a, I actually just wanted to start off as a side hustle. I was like, I want to make some extra money. And I thought, first of all, maybe going into like drop shipping or um, like maybe like just sell products. And I was looking into that and I realized it's too much work and, and whatnot, especially when you're in Canada and you're trying to do the exchange and you're trying to do like the um, the customs and all that. There's so much like complications. So I was like, forget it. And then yeah. I, I don't know, somehow came across virtual assistants and, you know, just working online and I bought a couple of courses and um, so they taught me a lot in, in like different skills. And then when I tried it for myself, I was like, I don't know if this is really for me. Like, I think Danielle and I were talking about it in my podcast and we we're just saying like, uh, we want to like impact more people and we feel like we're, we're better off as coaches. And I kind of just tossed that aside. And now I have like a VA that works for me to like help me outsource my, help me like get some tasks off my plate. So I mean, win-win, right? So right, <laughs> right. And to be fair, it seems like you're using all of those uh, degree certificates in in some capacity. Being creative in the online space, human resources, coaching—like you are kind of melding—and and that's what's so beautiful too about online is it. There has been just a, a, a plethora of new opportunities for people to make a source of income or just to have that, I know I keep saying it, creative outlet, but uh, yeah, it, all, all roads kind of have led you to where you are now, it seems. Seems like it, yeah. It, it, I guess it wasn't all for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like in life, we always get redirected to where we need to be anyway, you know what I mean? So you're always going to use pieces of your journey and your life in different ways that like make up you, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, Yeah like the way and you wanted to and it seems like you've always kind of wanted to make some sort of impact you know like you like you said like we talked about the VA thing like you wanted to make more of an impact in a bigger way so it's kind of like okay why don't I make my own wave you know like why don't I like make my own path and like lead by example you know 
Yeah, and I think what really got me was when I started dabbling more in PR marketing. So when opportunities of like magazines came about and okay, so what I was saying was that uh, I like I got involved more with PR marketing with podcasts. Like I was guests on different podcasts to like share my story, and then I would uh, a couple of people wanted like magazine submit submissions, so I would submit like an article about uh, in a magazine talking about my life, talking about my struggle with autism and how I was able to overcome. And, you know, just to be the person that I am right now. And uh, also somebody wanted co-authors for a book. And they, like basically that's when they have different authors kind of compile this book and they write different chapters inside. And so I was able to share my story in that way. And it just, that like part of my life is like really like, it's awesome, you know, and that's what I want to kind of bring eventually, like hopefully next year that I want to be able to bring that for other women as well to like create an impact and share their story as well. So. That could be something to look out to and look out for in my business like later on. So Yes. Yes. I mean, like major, like being able to like ghostwrite in a book and like writing mm-hmm. articles, like that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. That's how I started and that's how the visibility uh the visibility factor came to be. And I was like, hey, you know, if I can do it, other people can do it. And you know, whether even if you're an introvert and you're shy, there's so many ways you could show up for yourself and, and you know, promote yourself. You know, you don't have to always be standing up behind or, you know, making a crazy reel or doing a TikTok dance. Right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, leave the leave the crazy TikTok dances to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also like a way to just think outside the box, because I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of people, like you said, like maybe aren't thinking about those things and PR opportunities can be anywhere and and I think we like forget about all the little outlets you know and like yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like so it's so cool it's so interesting and I think it's I think it's so cool from the writing perspective too you know because I think um you know when you think about blogging or when you think about just like articles and all those things like I mean I know Abby you've had some of those different opportunities too where you've been able to like have some of your articles out there and like it's just so cool to see your work being somewhere else, you know, and like knowing that people are noticing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's you're just talking about writing and uh yeah, getting your story out there is it's making me I actually journaled today about like, you know what? Like when I was younger, like writing was so important to me. Dance was so important to me. And now I don't really do either of those things. And it really wanted me to connect back with those hobbies. And so it's just really kind of small world, right? That we're talking about, you know, writing, expressing ourselves in that way today. So I think this is the message I needed to hear. It always happens like that. I swear. Like it does. I swear, the world and the universe is so wild. Like it is so bizarre because it's like, you're thinking a thought and then all of a sudden it's out there and you're like, wait, where, where did this come from? Like what? I was just thinking this. I was just writing about this. I was just talking to another person about this like an hour ago or something. It's so wild. <laughs> well, I brought you some inspiration and some motivation to get back into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, so you're doing, you're empowering me today. And little did you know, speaking of, see, speaking your own story, being making, interviewed. Making an impact right there. <laughs> That's what the business is called. She means impact, right? So. Exactly. Yes. And then like how, okay, so then the podcast came about, like, how did mm-hmm. that kind of like, well, why can I use words? Why didn't that like come into <laughs> the <laughs> universe? 
it's in there, but I get it. Um, yeah. How did that come to be? Uh, because I think well, with my own experience being guests on podcasts, and it just kind of gave me that push that like I want to be somebody. I you know not only want to share my story, but I want to help other women share their story as well. And even and I'm better with audio as well. Like I don't know if I could have done a YouTube channel or do like a like you know like a video podcast. I, I wasn't that comfortable yet, but I said let me try audio. And let me see how it's going. So right now, my podcast is mainly about um, like content creation and business related. I interview business women on creating an impact in their business and you know providing trainings in their in their niche. But eventually, I want to do like a I guess like an internet TV show type of thing because there's like an organization where you can like get all these things in place. So I want to be able to bring in women and talk about like adversity and go like really deeper into topics. So that's another thing too on on my hit on my to-do list or on my bucket list for my business so yeah I, I don't know I just I always love podcasts I don't like to like create you know I don't like to launch my own podcast even though I've taken podcast courses but I just like to like talk to people it's fun <laughs> yeah I mean Julie I think the biggest inspiration that I get from you is like you take such forward action like I, I think that, mm. that that's like what I hear from you a lot is I mean you're like well I want to try out this okay like what what does this sound like sounds good you know what I mean and like you are putting yourself out there in like such a positive way and I think mm. that that's like so inspiring you know you're like okay well I want to have my tv show this is what's gonna happen and you're speaking it out to the universe which is so cool you know <laughs> thanks I just hope I, I I keep I stick to my word I don't, you don't come back in three months or four months or six months. And then I'm not, I haven't even gotten where I wanted to be. But usually if I, if I say something, I'm very passionate about it. I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Well, even when we were having like our coffee chat, when we first talked to you, are like, okay, this is what I want to do with my Facebook group. Like, this is my plan. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. Like, let's like, this is cool, you know? And it's so cool. Cause you, you do take that forward action and it's like, Mm -hmm. And like, once again, you are impacting people from that way of doing those things. And so it definitely like encompasses like your brand message, I think, you know, like definitely. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, the motiv motivation. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I, what I get to is, mm -hmm. you know, yep, I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. Whereas I know a lot of people, myself included, can sometimes be like, oh, I want to do that, but I have no idea what the next step is. So I'm going to freeze and think about it for a while. Whereas you're like, let's try it. Right. <laughs> I seem to bring that energy to people. Like when I talk and I'm, I'm guessing I'm so animated and so excited and they're like, oh, thank you for keeping me motivated or thank you, you know, for bringing me, you know, making me think about something I never even thought about before. So I guess I'm spreading that love already and that motivation. Yeah. So. Your impact. Everyone has a gifts. Impact. Well, I want to know. This is kind of side, uh, sidetracking a little bit. But what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun, for self care? Like when you're not running a business, when you're not also working full time, like in the I'm assuming not as much free time. Maybe what would you like to do during that? Oh wow. Um. I'm like more of a homebody, but I mean, I guess in terms of self-care, I love to, you know, treat myself to the, not necessarily the spa, but I love to get facials, I love to get manicures, pedicures, massages, that type of thing. To just, you know, give myself some rest and relaxation and dec decompress myself. Um, gosh, I'm not, I wish I could say I was a dancer like you guys and, you know, that would, you know, come off like, 
<laughs> I love to go to the gym. Um, I like to, you know, keep my my body in shape. I, it's been a while, but I'm all into like health and fitness. So that's another side of it. Not so, uh, not so, not often right now, but I'm getting there. Um, you know, I like to listen to podcasts. I love to read anything about business. Um, you know, a lot of inspiring stories to like help keep me motivated. So yeah. Um. And I would love to travel. Like I would like because of the pandemic, it was hard to travel. So now, like when it's kind of like lightening up a little bit, even though it's coming back, but I want to start, you know, doing that more. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yes. Where's um like well, when you traveled before the pandemic, where was one of your like favorite places, or like what did you what did you do? I love a good travel story. <laughs> to be honest, I wish I could say it was overseas, but I've been to like Boston, to Florida, to Plattsburgh. I want to go to Chicago. That, that that's another one of my to do list. Mm-hmm. Let me see. So, um, uh, what if, what did I do? I I would say the beach is nice, but I'm just not really a big fan. I'm more of a sightseeing type person. So when I was in Florida, I got to go on the boats and I got to see celebrities' houses and I just got to like relax. And uh, like I'm a big foodie, so I love to try different restaurants and try different, especially Boston because we're across from the harbor so we were like by the water and we got to see Martha's Vineyard and you know it's just I love these types of things right so yeah yeah taking the beauty for sure a little lobster roll in Boston like oh so good (laughs) (laughs) clam chowder so good (laughs) for sure that's a place I wouldn't mind living if something happened (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yes and you said yeah, you go having. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, you said overseas is kind of more like your bucket list. Like, where's your dream place to go? Um, I guess like the Bahamas would be nice. Like, you know, I'll go back to the Caribbean where my parents are from. Um, I love to go to Europe. I, I'm dying to go to like, you know, see England, see France or Paris because I have a, I have a cousin in, in Paris that lives there, and just and maybe South America too. That's like places in South America look really nice. Um, Italy, just like mm-hmm. I guess the common places, you know what I mean. I don't know if you guys been there, but uh, that's hopefully on my bucket list in the next couple of years. Yes, yes, I I love traveling, so I I love hearing like other people be like, I want to go here, I want to go here. I'm like, yes, you have to, or like, yes, I want to go there. <laughs> it's like exciting. It's it's fun to travel because you just learn so much more about yourself and like the world around you. You know what I mean? I think I think we get so used to kind of like being in our bubble and so used to being like in our world, and then when we get to travel, even if it's somewhere small, you know, it doesn't have to be like across the country you know what I mean but anywhere is like fun and it it changes your perspective on life you know you recommend like solo travel solo traveling or would you recommend like you know traveling with a group or traveling with a friend um oh gosh okay that's hard because I feel like I love all of them um let's see I like solo traveling because it's fun I mean but I don't do a lot of solo traveling I mean I think like I guess I travel to places, but I don't necessarily, I'm I'm traveling to a place with people. So I'm not really necessarily solo traveling, I guess, in that sense. Um, I mean, I like traveling with friends. I love it. I mean, obviously there's certain people that you can travel with and certain people that you can't. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty flexible person, so I can 
pretty much travel with anyone but like but for the most part I know like sometimes people don't like traveling with like friends because there's like lots of different dynamics of people chaos (laughs) yeah like some people are just difficult to travel with you know um I mean my family and I travel a ton so I love traveling with them I mean they're like my favorite people to travel with but yeah I mean so yeah I would say with family or friends I guess (laughs) yeah I need and I need to up my travel game Uh, I just left the country last year so um for the first time so definitely want to do more and it was on a cruise uh but yeah I usually am always with uh my husband or family. And it it definitely depends. Like me and my husband, we're, we're pretty chill travelers and can like go with the flow. But yeah, if you're with people who are like very rigid and want to do certain things at certain times that gets overwhelming because we like to have an idea. And then just like, what is it? What do we feel like right now? We're kind of that those travelers. So, but I, I agree. I love sightseeing. Like when we went to LA, we were just like, okay, celebrity houses, beach one day, uh, museum. Yeah. Just walking down uh sunset boulevard like just see what we like stumble upon so uh yeah I guess with people's fun (laughs) yeah yeah I think for me like um I do like to travel like I travel with my mom or I'll travel with a friend but I was you know what Danielle said sometimes is people could get on your nerves because you have different ideas of what you want to do when you're traveling so better to have the itinerary but I think like for somebody like me like if I was coming to the states or I was coming to a place where there's like you know more english-speaking people then i think i would feel more comfortable like traveling alone but if i'm going to a foreign country where english is the second language and you're kind of like uh, you know you're stuck like not really understanding or knowing the language and you're in a, a foreign place overseas and like i think i'll be like more like i'll be more afraid to be there by myself so i look at it that way yeah totally yeah i think like for me, I've went on a lot of, I call them like Danielle adventures where like I'm going to a place to meet up with people, but there's like hours where I'm by myself or something, or like I end up staying, coming there and a day early or leaving like a day later where I'm, you know, packing in, I guess that solo travel from that perspective, Mm -hmm. but it's not really me like planning that trip as me by myself, but I'm just like taking those large chunks of times where I'm by myself and so yeah I haven't really been to a lot of like you know English as a second language places where I've been like solely by myself from that perspective but but I do love a good like you go sightsee for like a couple hours by yourself or something or like you create yeah you create your own adventure for the day like I love I love those because then you just like shenanigans ensue you know you're like oh my gosh I was in this place and I had no idea where this was and it's it's cool because it gives like a whole different layer to your travel when you did your blog was it based on traveling or no so (laughs) my blog was essentially me just my thoughts basically like it was kind of like I don't know I almost think of it as like what my like my personal TikTok is like from the perspective of like like Danielle Chronicles essentially like what's going on in my life kind of thing so yeah so I didn't really have like a specific niche or anything it was kind of like my first um post was about me moving to Chicago basically you know and then I think it I think I I think it was based loosely in the sense of like, okay, now I live in Chicago. So I'm going to talk about my Chicago adventures. You know, I think that was kind of like what it, what my thought was. Um, But yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> which would have been a really good cool blog because you've done really cool things I know I know and like uh I've like I've journaled throughout my life here but then there's certain times I mean yeah there are moments in time where I'm like I feel like I should write a book or something or like shirts short stories or something yeah, you could do a blog like uh, an adventure blog because you, blog, you travel a lot and travel blogs are very common pretty big niches and you could you know, give people a good recommendation, especially somebody like me who wants to travel, I'll probably read it and, you know, just where are the best restaurants, where are the best, um, like, um, budget-friendly places to stay, that type of thing, you know, so yeah, that could be a good idea if you ever restart your blog. I mean, I thought, it's funny because I thought about doing, like, UGC creation, and that's, like, the user-generated content stuff, and I was, like, maybe I would be, like, a travel person like that's kind of like that would be my thing on the side like when I do like content creation but I was like maybe I'll do that because because I do travel a lot so I'm like huh okay we'll see and adding in like that because that wouldn't be like too different than what I already do so that's very yeah. passionate exactly yeah. so we'll time. see guys <laughs> I like inspiring us all I know I mean I already have a portfolio for it I just haven't like fully put it out in the world <laughs> easily monetize from that too you know i know i know trust me julie i know man i know like you, you don't understand there's so many my brain goes crazy like every other day i know leaving money on the table oh i know yeah. i know what do you guys think There's... about the whole chat gpt like do you guys use it for your content well like you hate it love it uh... so abby and I we actually had an episode yeah. yeah we had an episode about this um so i guess to summarize the episode i mean granted i've used it a lot more now since that episode um i mean for me yes i use it a lot to come up with ideas like to come to but not even to come up with ideas i use it more as like a virtual assistant if you will you know um almost like a sounding board so like a person who i like put my thoughts of, of like, Hey, this is who I am as a person, or this is what I'm doing. Like, blah, 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 blah. Help me with this. Especially because my clients and me are very, very different from the aspect of like the niches that they're in, you know, and it's niches, like one of the niches that I, for one of my clients, I I'm not very well versed in. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it would take me hours and hours and hours, which it did before ChatGPT to like really nail down a lot of the stuff just because I'm not well versed in the topics, you know what I mean? So some of the stuff is just easier to break down from that perspective. And it like saves my client time because I don't have to keep asking as many questions and like different things like that. So, I mean, I definitely use it from that perspective, um, kind of like to clean up my copy sometimes. Um, but I'm, I'm a firm believer of like, authenticity and like using your own voice and all those things too. So, I mean, I don't script anything. Like I don't, you know, all my videos and TikToks and all those things, like that's all me. That's not, you know, I don't like create an AI or create a, a script from chat GPT to like create my content or anything. It's just solely more so ideas. And then like, if I'm getting ready to do like, you know, like my stories workshops, like things like that, where it's kind of like, I need help kind of creating the actual thing you know what I mean and like getting me on track to make sure I actually get it done basically from that perspective too um so yeah I mean I think some people use it 
for bad in the sense where they're just using it so they don't have to think about stuff and it is very copy and paste and you know it does stunt a lot of people's creativity in that sense um but I also think a lot of people just don't really know how to use it so they just just use whatever it spits out you know what I mean whereas you really do have to use it you have to control the robot I guess if you will you know and like input the information of you as opposed to just whatever. I mean, I do think we have to, as a society, do better at teaching people how to use it because I think it's definitely going to take away that authenticity piece I'm talking about. Because like I said, I think a lot of people are using it as a quicker time saver. So then they're moving further away from how to actually be authentic. But I think it's, on the other hand, I think it is helping some people create things a little bit better. So there's always, like we said, there's yeah. always the shadow side to everything. You know what I mean? So like, I was really scared about it at first, just because like of the work that we do, I was like, oh shit, like I'm going to be out of a job. Like what is happening? Like, of course this is going on. And then I just had to like, not have a scarcity mindset about it. And then think of how I can use it to my advantage, you know? So I was very long-winded about it, but very passionate about AI, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your take on chat GPT? So I definitely use it a lot less than Danielle, just because of, I mean, she's definitely on social media a lot more regularly than myself. Um, when I have used it has been usually when like trying to create different, like just different spins on uh, episode titles or when I'm having a little bit of like writer's block, I'll like type in like some topics, like a generator and might use that as, oh yeah, that's a great way to phrase that and kind of use that as more inspiration. And that's really all I've ever uh, used it for. I haven't used it for any other kind of content, just kind of where to get my like brain going. I don't even know, even after that conversation, I don't think I'm very versed <laughs> still in all the different types of AI. Um, but yeah, uh, so still pretty novice user. I'm curious. Yeah. What about your take, Julie? So I did start off in the beginning of, of using it for prompts. Like if I wanted like mm -hmm. um, content or if I wanted ideas for blog topics and if I needed to search something, but then I made a really big, like a big video where I said that uh, I hired this course creator to help me create my course. And then I was like a lot of information and I didn't have the time and I was just uh, well working and I was using like chat GPT to do a lot of like filling in for me. So I had sounded really I ended up like, she was like not unsure about wanting to work with me and whatnot. So then after I had to redo the entire thing and not use chat GPT unless it was for like a prompt. So it was like a big lesson for me. Like I can't, I should not use this and you know, be woman 40 years old why am I still like depending on these AI tools and I know a lot of people now especially in schools a lot of teachers are worried about like their students now possibly using AI and chat GPT yeah. to like, do their homework so you know like <clears throat> I mean I know it's kind of kind of far-fetched there but it's kind of like ties into the same thing you know so like well, hopefully we're not gonna like all be too dependent now and, and just like rely on AI tools to well, it is interesting. It It is interesting, too, because I mean, like, even when you're bringing it up, Abby, and you were saying, like, you know, I use it a lot from like the social media perspective, for sure. But 
I also use it like in my everyday life for things too, because I know yeah. like even when, um, like we had an event coming up, like we had an event where like some of these chefs were coming into town and we were trying to figure out like cool things to do. Even when I was in Des Moines, um, like my aunt and I, we were trying to think of like food places and I was like, oh, let's see what ChatGPT says or like some like top places or let's see like what they say about it. And obviously again, like I could have easily like looked up something, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of like the same thing as like what I kind of similarly do now anyway, because even if I wouldn't have looked it up on ChatGPT, I might've put it into TikTok, you know what Google. I mean? Or yeah. I would have put it into Google. So I kind of thought about it from that perspective where, <laughs> and it was funny because then I had like an interesting like conversation with my aunt David about it. Or even I was like, oh, I'm going to see what ChatGPT says about Chicago, like different things about Chicago, you know? And I like put in a prompt, like, hey, we're a family of three and we're only going to be here for four days and these are our top interests, like blah, 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 blah. Again, thinking of it as like how I said, like as a virtual assistant, as a, you know, I was like, okay, this is like an event planner for me or like a travel planner for me. So I was like, we're a family of three, we're going and we're going to be doing this. And these are the things that we like. And it gave me like different restaurants and it was like, hey, you could try doing this or you could go see this and go see that. And it was cool because there were also things that I would have never thought of. So that was cool from that perspective. So, so it is like, it's hard because in the world, like we're talking about, like the digital marketing world, the content world, like all of that. And then obviously also in like the health world, it's like intense, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. and like in law, you know, like all those things that have to do with like ethics and morality and all that, like, it's intense. You know what I mean? It's like not good from that way because you just don't really know like where the authentication is coming from. But from that other part, like I do think about it from that Google perspective, you know, where like it was giving me these other options and these other thoughts that I wouldn't have thought of or like these other places where I was like, oh, I got to check that out in Chicago because it's telling me about these cool things about it. And like I've told it what my interest was and like that's really cool, you know, but then you think about it from the perspective of like a human could have told you that. So then like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. No, it's, it's all, it's all nuanced conversation as most things in life, all things are in life are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just have to learn, learn to live with it or work around, work around it. That's all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Had something to say and then I lost my train of thought. Uh, something that's on the daily, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah something regarding AI, and I was uh, now I don't know, but I mean I, I just learned a big lesson that uh, don't depend on don't depend solely on it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. people are gonna know right away that you're using it. You know, so if you mm -hmm. sound robotic, you have to. But oh yeah, but I was gonna say that even as far as like rapping songs or like even songwriting, like if you can't come up with your own content, you could ask Chat GPT to kind of you know, create you a song or create you a, a rap song and it could rhyme it for you. And um, you could even like train it apparently to even sound more like you even. Yep. That's what I've heard. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it, again, there's the shadow such everything because there's a part of that could be, that could be really, really bad. But then there's another part of it where it's like, I do think it does spark some creativity in people when they are having those mental blocks or when they're having those moments where they're like, 
okay, I do want to create a course, you know, like if they're like, I want to create a course, but I need help figuring out how to do this, you know, like, and maybe they don't have money to pay a coach or something, which again, sucks because then it's the other way around where it's taking money away from people, but all the things, you know, but it's not for some people, it sparks that moment, but learning that lesson, like you had Julie, where it's kind of like, you need to know how to use it the right way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and having something like this, uh, where they they have AI note takers now, like you know, <laughs> taking taking note taking your content so they could use for their own. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get into that. It's a podcast, right? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. Well, we got so Julie, we asked you about the Instagram versus reality. Have you thought of one? Oh boy. Um, am I to... something you want to myth bust? Yeah. Sorry. Something you want to. Oh, myth I just said bust. something you. Yeah. <laughs> something. Oh, a myth about Instagram or or something you no. want to myth bust. So, so it could be a myth about Instagram, but it could be anything, like anything that presents one way, but is it's totally different on the backside. So, something that you and it could be related to this topic, or it could be related to anything. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to think about Instagram versus. Instagram myth versus reality, I guess. Um, but it really has to be related to business, or it could be related. No, to anything. it could literally be anything. anything. We've had examples where you know the, I don't know, was it the fish fillet sandwich? Like, wasn't the yep. same. Um, we've had you know when the pizza gets delivered, it looks one way on the packet, it looks one way on the commercials, but it looks differently. We've had Photoshop, Photoshop. Mm-hmm weddings like what weddings are really like um you know Mm -hmm. like black love like hashtag like Uh, yeah we didn't yeah (laughs) i was just gonna talk about that like there's so many people uh especially celebrities that are going around on instagram and they're just like you know displaying their marriage and their, their relationship and how happy they are and then instagram i mean they're like you know being all happy on instagram but in reality they're having so many issues and then they end up divorcing and then you're like, where did that come from? That came right out of left field because you just saw them two days ago, like declaring their love on Instagram. So yeah. there's always like Instagram versus reality. And then I think there was um, another one too, like when you see like photo shoots and they come out so crazy and they come out so beautiful. And then you don't see, like when they take you behind the scenes and you see all that work that goes into it and you're like, holy crap, you know? I think there was another, especially creating content too, like, uh, like especially yeah that's a good one because sometimes we especially when they're creating reels or when they're creating like uh, recorded video and you see that they come off so like well um so articulated and they're like they're so well presented and then it's like they take you back like how many times they had to like um, edit out their they had to edit out their recording or they you know they fucked up so many sorry they messed up so many times you can curse you're good yeah (laughs) okay I got fucked up so many times on like, you know, seeing going the same word over and over. So that's another Instagram versus reality when people look so polished online, but how many times they had to like, uh, you know, redo a tape 10 times or like how much editing they had to do beforehand before it looked perfect. Yeah. In my case, I'd probably start from the beginning and do it all over again until I make it perfect. So Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. I love me a good blooper reel Mm -hmm. yes i mean that's why and the and the worst part about it is 
is making a blooper reel is actually harder than you think it is. Like making a blooper reel is actually hard to make, which sounds weird <laughs> because like, I don't know. I mean, because that's another thing is too, is with that content creation part is a lot of people don't like to keep their mess ups you know what I mean like they don't they don't want those to be anywhere they don't want those you know so then you also kind of have to like <laughs> train yourself to keep the screw-ups so then that's another thing too <laughs> to know mm -hmm. that okay this blooper reel is act bloopers are actually content you know what I mean like to keep you but I mean you you don't like schedule them or think of them when they're happening but you have to remember to keep them to be like oh that could be part of the bloopers or that could be you know all those things too. <laughs> but you have to also take into account because a lot of us, especially because I'm doing like uh, facing your Facebook lives, that was something that I had to deal with that. What if I mess up and what if people going to judge me? And we have that like imposter syndrome or that mind, that negative mindset in our head that's stopping us from showing up for being who we really are. But like somebody had to say, somebody had told me like a mentor was like, it doesn't have to be perfect. So mm -hmm. even if you have bloopers or even if like I've gone on a couple of lives before where like I'm talking and then all of a sudden like my holder will fall over or like my camera, you know, like it would lose focus. So and I would still keep it in there. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. saying like maybe it's not perfect, but at least I got my point across, you know, so I just don't care anymore. Like if it comes out messy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, human. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big thing about con that's the big thing about content creation too, is like you also have to get over that hurdle too that A, you're gonna mess up and B, you just kind of have to show up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta show up whether you look a certain way or whether you're talking a certain way or like you don't have your thoughts together. You just you just I mean, everyone's human, everyone goes through it. And so it's okay. Yeah, and people respect more authenticity than anything. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally like that well julie if you if people want to learn more about you get in contact with you i know you mentioned right facebook i know you mentioned uh your website but this is the place to plug away anything that you would like people to find you at or anything that you have upcoming that you want people to reach you by Okay, so first off, um, my website, www.juliechristinacreates.com is where you could find out more about me. It needs to be updated, but that's where I, like, my beautiful website is displayed. Mm -hmm. um, then also, we ha I have a new Facebook group. Um, well, I'm going to probably send you the links, but it's uh, She Means Impact, Collaboration and Networking for Female Entrepreneurs. The ladies are lovely. Your lovely ladies are welcome to join as well. Uh, it's all it's all about a space for entrepreneurs who are just want to connect, collaborate, and uh, network with other people. So it's growing, but it's gonna you know it, uh, it's gonna be a lot of things coming. Um, I'm currently doing a face your Facebook live spheres um challenge right now. It's almost finished for anybody who's struggling to show up online. So that's but then I have a lead magnet challenge coming up on the 11th of October at 1 p.m. And uh, where I'm going to be taking people through how to create, you know, what kinds of lead magnets you can create, how to create them on Canva, and then how to promote them and sell them. So that's going to be like a one day, one hour, 90 minutes kind of training. So that's a live training if anybody's wow. interested in that. I will definitely, uh, like, you know, reach out for me for more information, but I'll be providing the link as well. And I mostly awesome. have it on Facebook and I have my podcast as well. She Means Impact is there. I'll drop that as well. It's a lot, I know. 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's good. So, it's so great because then people can connect with you and be a part of your space and like so many different ways that you are creating impacts, you know? Oh, Instagram to uh, at Julie Christina V uh, underscore VA. That's all going to drop that as well. If you want to hang out with me on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Creating impacts everywhere you go. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, Julie, once again, it was so great having you on the podcast. I, we know our listeners are loving this episode and we know that they're going to be inspired and we're super, super pumped for them to take positive action after this episode as well. You know, save it, listen to it, share it with your friends, take the actions, all the things. Yes. Get inspired. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. You for having me. Of course. Of course. Thank yes. you for taking some time out of your night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks listeners. We are out. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.